keeping faith in uncertain times. If you've been feeling uncertain lately, you're not alone. A man brought his son to the grocery store, his young son to the grocery store. And as soon as they get inside, the kid starts throwing a tantrum. So as they go down each aisle, the kid is yelling. He's throwing things into the grocery cart. He's throwing things out of the grocery cart. And yet this dad appears to be very calm and collected. He says, don't worry, Ted. It will be all right. Ted, it's okay. We'll be home soon. Don't worry, Ted. It's all right. Ted will be home soon. Well, there's this woman nearby who happens to be a mother, and she looks at this guy, and she is impressed. So she comes up to him, and she's like, Wow, wow, that is amazing how patient you're able to be. I mean, you don't see that kind of gracious parenting nowadays. And then the woman leans over the cart, and she says, Now, um... To the boy, she says, Now there, little guy, what what exactly seems to be the problem, Ted? And the dad says, No, no, no. Uh, my son's name is Billy. I'm Ted. Many people have been feeling a lot like Ted lately, trying to go down the aisles of this present predicament with some measure of calm. While others find themselves throwing a tantrum of tears or of anger. If you have felt sometimes like Ted or Billy, raise your hand. Yeah, and that's perfectly okay. Me too. In today's first letter of Peter, the fisherman turned apostle writes this to his first century listeners. Through him you have come to trust in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are set on God. Who is the him in this passage? Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. So if you're looking for hope, turn to Jesus Christ. Now, I have a statement for you. You tell me whether it's true, which is a thumbs up. You tell me whether it's false, which is a thumbs down. The people that the Apostle Peter is writing to in the first century, his listeners, they are experiencing a period of unparalleled tranquility. I see lots of, that's right, false, false. They were not experiencing periods of tranquility at all. In fact, as one Bible commentator tells us, the letter was written, quote, to encourage believers who were experiencing opposition and persecution. Persecution, plague, and persistent difficulties have been a part of the Christian experience for 2,000 years. And yet, and yet, check this out, over those 2,000 years, during those difficulties, Christians have often reported a sense of experiencing peace. And together... I'm going to share the screen here. Together, I want us to recite these verses, which we find in Philippians chapter 4. So say them there at home. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, 
which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, a quick disclaimer, a quick disclaimer for those of you at home. A certain amount of anxiety is normal and useful. Did you know this? A certain amount of anxiety is normal and useful. Among other things, anxiety warns you of danger. So, not all anxiety is bad. Now, having said that, how can you and I experience more peace and less anxiety during these uncertain times? Well, P-R-A-Y. P-R-A-Y. What does that spell? Pray. Did you notice the direct connection between peace and prayer in that passage from Philippians? Did you notice that? I'm going to give you an opportunity. Again, this time I will read it. You see if you notice the direct connection. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do you see the connection now? You see, in every situation, what do you do? You pray. And what do you do when you pray? You present your requests to God. And then what? The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So whatever your situation, whatever you're anxious about, whatever your concern is, pray about it. Well, how do you pray about something? Well, we could have a long multi-week series about that. But here's a couple of simple starting points. Number one... Lift it up. Number two, lay it down. Number one, lift it up. Number two, lay it down. So first you lift it up to God. Whatever your concern is, whatever you're anxious about, however you're feeling, you lift that up to God. So for example, Lord, I'm overwhelmed. I can't deal with this right now. I need your help. That's an example of lifting it up. And then second, lay it down. Leave that concern with God. Pass it on with God. Let God be concerned about it for a while. So for example, God, I need guidance. I don't know what to decide. I don't know what to do. Until I'm clear, until you've given me guidance, I'm going to let you worry about this. If you've ever prayed in this way before, raise your hand. And if you found that it is helpful, put two hands up. I see several two hands. Not not that it solves the whole situation, but it is helpful. Lift it up, lay it down. P-R-A-Y. Now, so tell someone next to you at home or just repeat it to yourself at home. Number one, lift it up. Number two, lay it down. P-R-A-Y. I see some of you passing it on to your pets, which is good, because they also could use some prayer time. Uh, And now we will turn to three 
very terrible jokes. Three very terrible jokes. Number one, did you know that skydivers are good till the last drop? See, so see some people shaking their heads for various reasons. Uh, number two, a cardboard belt would be a waste of paper. Waste of paper. Okay, and number three, I told you these were bad. When the waiter spilled a drink on his shirt, he said, don't worry, this one's on me. And don't worry, we're now going to move past jokes onto something else. So in addition to lifting it up and laying it down, your concerns, your anxieties, and prayer, in addition to lifting it up and laying it down, if you want to experience more peace and less anxiety, there are at least seven other things that you should attend to or think about. Maybe you just choose one or two of them. We're just going to look at them very quickly. Seven other things. So, thinking of these seven other things... Number one is limit your screen time. Limit your screen time. You do not need to watch every single television update, nor do you need to check your device every five minutes, much less every five seconds. So limit your screen time. Number two, develop a routine. And this can be a flexible schedule because these times often cause, you know, require flexibility. But develop a routine. Too little structure does not serve you well. Raise your hand if you've struggled at all with trying to figure out scheduling and a routine and just not mindless waste of going through the day. Yeah. So develop a routine. Number three, exercise and eat right. Exercise and eat right. Now many of you know that at the beginning of the year I shared that one of my resolutions was to lose weight, eat right, etc., exercise. Well, I've totally blown that during this pandemic time. Totally blown it. So I need to get back to that. Maybe some of you need to do that too. So number three, exercise and eat right. Oh, and speaking of eating right, I would highly recommend mmm, locusts. So good. So healthy. Just look at that plate. Aren't you hungry now? Number four. Get outside. Get outside. Uh, being out in creation can be calming. It can be inspiring. Raise your hand if you found getting outside is helpful. Yeah, especially now that the weather is getting nicer and spring is here. Absolutely. So make sure you get outside. Number five, if you want to experience more peace and less anxiety, is laugh. Laugh as you can. Uh, unfortunately, my jokes won't be able to help you with that, but laugh. Number six is stay connected to people. Now, if you're living with someone, okay, and if you're living in a household, well, you've got blessings and challenges there, being in such close proximity all the time. But regardless, stay connected. Call people up on the phone. Stay connected to your church family like you're doing right now. But stay connected to people. Number seven, get help. If your anxiety is just crippling you or if you have some issue that's just overwhelming, you may need God's help to reach out to a therapist or a pastor for initial conversation. But you may need to get help. Real quick again, I'll go through those seven things. 
you want more peace, less anxiety, number one, limit your screen time. Two, develop a routine. Three, exercise and eat right. Mmm, locusts. Then four, get outside. Five, laugh. Six, stay connected to people. Seven, get help. And I tried to get some help, but they told me there was nothing they could do for me. When I was in college, I spent one summer working at our diocesan camp as a counselor. And we had a whole bunch of different kids. We had kids from the inner city. We had kids from the suburbs, out from the rural areas. A whole mix of kids. And one evening, in a rather frightening rarity for Connecticut, there was a tornado warning, meaning a tornado had come down in the actual county that we were in. So all the staff took all the kids and we brought them to the main building and we got down in the basement. And I remember the basement was full of like crates with like giant tomato juice cans and foodstuffs and all this kind of thing. And so we're all in between all these crates downstairs, the staff with the kids. And not only was it full of kids and supplies, it was quickly full of tears. And there were some kids who were just literally sobbing, sobbing, and they could not be consoled. There was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of fear. Uh, Siblings of different ages were finding each other and clinging to each other. There was a lot of concern. And, of course, some of the staff, a lot of us were just college kids. Uh, There was some concern there. But most of us were putting on a brave face. But eventually the warning passed and the storm come down. And so my co-counselor and I took our group of 10-year-old boys and we went back to the cabin. It was late and the boys were unusually silent. I mean, it was like... And one of the boys looked up at me and said, Tell us a Bible story. And God was good to me that night because right away, without even thinking about it, I began to tell them the story of the disciples on the fishing boat during the storming sea of Galilee. You remember that story? So the disciples are professional commercial fishermen, but they are frightened. This is a severe storm that has come up on the sea of Galilee. They're in this fishing boat. And where's Jesus? He is asleep on the stern. And of course, Jesus finally does wake up. And he speaks to the storm. And what does he say? He says to the storm, Peace, be still. And the storm stills. And that night, those boys stilled as well, and they slept very peacefully. That's a picture of the peace of God in a stormy and anxious world. And you can experience that peace of God as well. How? Yeah, by attending with God's help, those seven things for sure. But also from the perspective of faith, you can have that peace and less anxiety by lifting it up and laying it down. By P-R-A-Y. Amen.